with Ryan Shumpert, Brent Hubbs, VolQuest.com. On this Friday, Tennessee opens the SEC schedule in baseball. They start the gauntlet, Ryan, as everybody will call it, because of just how many teams are ranked in this, uh, in this league and how deep this league is. On the road at Georgia, is this Tennessee baseball team finding itself, or do they go into SEC play maybe with more questions than you thought they would have? Well, I think they're starting to find themselves out a little bit out on the, at the plate. They struggled there a little bit to start the year. And, you know, some of it was you lose guys like Solari and Daniels. You wonder, do they have the same bodies? But they kind of started to come together and hit like they're capable of kind of like the team they're expecting. So I think in that sense, offensively, I think they are kind of starting to hit their stride at the right time on the mound. I think there's still question marks there. Jackson Leafs injury looms very large as I think Tennessee just doesn't really have a third starter right now. And they're going to go with Will Heflin this weekend. He's going to start again on Saturday. That's how Tennessee is going to go to start the SEC play. But I, I have my questions about his, his long-term ability to be a weekend starter. You know, Heflin's interesting. He's had some moments in the preseason where he's been really good, and then he's had some moments where he just didn't last very long. You know, uh, on the bump, got, got sent to the showers early. What's the key for him to, to, to be a guy that on Saturday that they can get – you know, four, five, six innings out of and don't have to burn up their bullpen on Saturday and can leave some guys available on Sunday afternoon as well? Well, I think just the most simple part is he's a guy that's not going to overpower you with his, his stuff or his speed. So he's just got to hit his spots. And he's, he's going to have to do that because to me, the question mark with him, he doesn't have that overpowering stuff. He's not, you know, a, a big name SEC arm. So he, the question is going to be, can he get you multiple times through the lineup? So that's where I just think, you know, I'm not sure if he, ha he has that type of stuff, but he's just got to be hitting his spots. He's got to be throwing strikes. And he's, he's going to get hit around some if he throws strikes, but if he's walking guys, he, he won't be able to make it very long at all. All right, let's talk about the rest of the starters here. That pretty established on Friday night, it feels like. Is Sunday going to be a bit of an adventure, or is Sunday unknown because we don't know what Saturday is going to become with, with Heflin in terms of multiple weekends in the SEC? Yeah, I think it. I think it's exactly that, and I think you feel good right now. They're pitching Blade Tidwell there. They're sticking him there, and I think that's interesting because he's. You know, I wrote about him in three, two, one. I think he's potentially the best pitcher on this team, and certainly the most important one. So they're kind of lining him up to go on Sundays and try to go against the opponent's worst starter. And you know, those Sunday games are very oftentimes high scoring. So I wonder if that's a strategic thing. They think they have a better chance to steal that Sunday game with him there. But I think you got to feel pretty confident with Tidwell. He's gotten better every single week. He was a little shaky his first two starts, but that's his first college start and his second start. He was pitching in the rain, and I can't imagine he was had the ability in high school to pitch during the conditions he did at Lindsey Nelson Stadium that day against Georgia State. So I think there has to be some confidence there with him, and I think the question mark is does he stay out Sunday or does eventually does he move up to Friday and they try to piece it together a little bit more inning to inning on Sunday. If they can't find – if Heflin's not that permanent guy that can get you six to seven innings every single week. You like Tidwell stuff, right? You, you I think, do. I mean, he, he's got to dial it in a little bit, get a little more consistent. But in terms of just raw stuff, you really, li you really like his upside and seeing him, right? Yeah, I really do. I think – uh, even more than Jackson Leaf, I think he's the most talented pitcher on this team. And he's, you know, touching 98, 99. He was sitting 96 his last start most of the time. It's really been the off-speed pitch that he hasn't just been crisp with every single time out. He's been solid, but 
it just hasn't been completely consistent and he struggled at times to put batters away. But his fastball is really good, and, and when his off-speed is clicking, he's, he's really, really hard to touch. All right, let's talk about tonight, the Friday night game. Obviously, in the SEC, typically the Friday night game means uh, everybody's throwing their best guy. They're throwing their ace, and a lot of these games are 3-1, 2-1 type games. you got to really scratch out a run. Where is Tennessee on the mound on Friday night? Yeah, so they're going to go with Chad Dallas. I think they're pretty locked into Chad Dallas being their weekend guy, and He's been good for him now for two years. Now the question is always, he hasn't done it in the SEC. As a JUCO guy, there's always, you're holding out a little bit until you see him do it in, in the SEC. You're just not 100% sure. But he's been really effective now in, I guess, about eight starts in his, his two seasons, 3-2-4 ERA this year. He's really probably been a little bit better than the numbers indicate. He was really good in that Georgia Southern start. And He's a guy Tony Vitello talks about. He's not always the best in scrimmages. He's not always the best in practice. But when the lights get on, he's a, usually someone that finds it and can get going. And the lights won't ever be bigger for him at Tennessee than they will be Friday night getting his first SEC start. Yeah, for fans who don't follow the, the SEC weekends closely in baseball, typically how this goes is Friday night is a, by any means possible, scratch out a run or two, low-scoring game. Saturday's a bit of an adventure, and then Sunday is kind of empty the bucket and, and get home. And uh, unless you're unless you're one of those rare teams that has three really defined, really good weekend starters, which typically nobody has, so the, the Friday night game oftentimes is the most tense game, right, Ryan? Because it's the first game of the series, and it's the two generally the two best pitchers on both teams squaring off on Friday night. Yeah, certainly, and you don't have, need a better example of that than to go to Tennessee-Georgia. I think it was a Thursday that year, 2019, opening opening series game was Emerson Hancock, who went for Georgia, I think number eight in the draft this past year, versus Garrett Stallings, and Tennessee was able to get the win on Hancock 2-1, to one, and I'm not sure they hardly hit a ball out of the infield the whole night and had four or five hits, and they were just able to bunt guys over, and Georgia made one or two defensive mistakes, and Tennessee capitalized, so – there's very little room for error. It's, it's about just scratching it across. And Vitello talks about a lot, just not trying to do too much out there, just do the little things to help score runs. And, and there's no, no time that comes out more than Friday nights in the SEC. All right, before I get back to the offense and we talk about Georgia a little bit, I want to talk about Tennessee's defense. Do you like this team from a fielding standpoint? Is this a team that if a pitcher will keep the ball low, get some ground balls that, that – They've got enough help behind them that, that you know, they're, they're going to clean things up for them. They don't have to have pitchers to strike out a bunch of guys. Yeah, I really do, especially, especially in the infield. And they were a little uncharacteristically struggled the first two weeks. I think I wrote about that a little bit. But they've cleaned things up the past few weeks. Ferguson and really the middle infield are really good. Pavoloni is really good behind the plate. Liam Spence is really good at shortstop. Ferguson's really good at second. In the outfield, I don't think they have quite the defense that they maybe had the last few years with guys like, Jay Charleston and Al Solari, but they're still solid back there. Jordan Beck's probably in right field, kind of the one guy that's a, a little bit of a liability in the field, but he, even he's not awful. And in the infield particularly, I, I do think they're really, really solid and keep keeping things in the infield. I think Tennessee's defense will do a, a really good job of cleaning it up. Offensively, this was a, in a very shortened season a year ago, they looked like they were going to be the Bash brothers times nine or eight or four or whatever you want to call it the whole lineup everybody seemed to be able to go yard this team has not shown that kind of power in the preseason what kind of offense is this is this an extra base hit type offense is this an offense that's going to really get on the bag and, and you're going to hit and run you're going to you know run the bags and, and steal and kind of 
manufacture some runs and quote small ball. How do you envision this offense long term for this team? I kind of think it's an extra base hit offense because it hasn't had that power. But some of the guys that did have the were hitting more home runs than you expected last year have been able to continue hitting a lot of extra base hits. Jake Rucker is a guy I've been a little bit surprised by the lack of power, just one home run, but he has four extra base hits. And then you have those middle infielders, Max Ferguson and Liam Spence, who are two of the best hitters on this team, but they don't bring a ton of power. But they both aren't just singles walk guys. Look at now, Spence has six extra base hits on the year. Ferguson has six as well. So there's first and second, first and tied for first on the team right there. So a lot of guys that can hit pretty consistently, you're, but like you said, you're not seeing quite the power, but I don't think it goes back to like it did in 2019 when it was, we're just going to, you know, almost Friday night, every single night, we're just trying to scratch runs through every way we can. Let's move guys over. I think they have enough consistent hitting six or seven guys in this lineup who are, are pretty solid. It can hit for a little bit of power, whether that maybe that not be hitting 10 home runs a season or anything like that. By numbers, this is the biggest roster Tony Vitello's had. Most college baseball coaches are that way. Uh, with everything that took place a year ago and the extra year of eligibility. How set is Vitalo and his staff with their lineup? And, and are they going to play a bunch of guys? Or do you think – I know you mentioned this in the 3-2-1. Do you really see this thing getting whittled down and, and they kind of have settled in on who their 9, 10, 11 guys are? I think they have kind of have it whittled down. To me, everyone besides Evan Russell is – is pretty much set because Pete Durke has been so effective at the plate this year. And he's not, he's not going to be anywhere besides DH. He's not going to take Luke Lipsius starts at first base. And so I think, and then you have your two other outfielders have been Drew Gilbert and Jordan Beck. And that's especially where they have depth. They have, you know, guys that could come in and play. Those two have been their two best hitters so far this season. So that really just leaves Evan Russell as a guy that put, who struggled and they could potentially run some other guys for. So I think they have it down to, 11 or 12 I mean I think you'll see um excuse me I think you'll see uh going completely blanking on his name Christian Scott I think you'll see him play some in the outfield at right field in the infield maybe Trey Lipscomb or Jorel Ortega but I think it's going to be hard pressed I think you're going to have to see some guys maybe in midweeks earn opportunities in the weekend all right, let's talk about Georgia a little bit. This is a team that's lost just a couple of games. They were picked, I guess, middle of the pack in the East, maybe a little bit below, I think maybe fifth or something like that in the Eastern Division. What do we know about the Dogs, and, and what do you expect from Georgia? This has always been a really tight series for years and years. I think there's one game separates them and the all-time series record. What do we know about the Dogs going into the opening weekend? Yeah, so like, like you said, they were picked fifth in the SEC East. Tennessee was picked third. That's a little misleading. Tennessee was nine votes ahead of Georgia and about 27 votes behind Vanderbilt, who was second. So that middle of the pack's very even. Georgia has a, a very competitive team. They, they're a team that, as much as anybody, was hurt by last year getting canceled. They had two first-round draft picks. Pitchers, Emerson Hancock, that I mentioned earlier, was as good as anyone besides probably those two Vanderbilt guys in the SEC. This year, pitching is still pretty solid, though. They have two guys that have a, have a good chance of being drafted this year in the first round, Jonathan Cannon's a guy that's going to pitch for him on Sunday. He's only thrown about six innings this year. He's been a little banged up. So he's a guy that I'd be interested to see. And then the other guy that's been really effective for them has been Ryan Webb is a left-hander. Hasn't given up a run this year in over 12 innings. So the MO is kind of the same. The pitching is really good for Georgia. The starting pitching, Vitello talked about that today. We just met with him here before this, that, 
you know, they had those big names and two years ago and they're gone, but a lot of guys that were really effective against them in the bullpen that year are now their go-to guys. And then at the plate they're they've been a little bit like Tennessee. They've been a little bit quiet to start the year, but still have four guys hitting over 300 like any sec team. They have talent, but it's, it's definitely at the mound where, what their strength is. This Tennessee team solid in the bullpen. If you can get to the bullpen, you feel like they can close out games. This team in the preseason has found ways to win games rallies they've had some low scoring affairs they've outscored some people they've had some walk-offs uh they've kind of won in a variety of ways as we wrap it up here how much does that help them and how good is this bullpen well I think the bullpen is really good as long as they keep Sean Hundley in the bullpen and that's the thing is we talked about the starting pitching questions I think he could fill a lot of the starting pitching questions just by becoming that Sunday guy because he's he's good he's effective but his ability now for four years to be thrown into any position in any game and be effective and just get guys out has been remarkably impressive. And then when you combine that with what Redmond Walsh has been able to do and then having multiple arms like Kirby Connell, Camden Sewell, you have a lot of really good guys there. There's a lot of depth, which we've talked about. That's everywhere. But even especially this year, Tennessee's got a lot of depth in the bullpen on top of two really good guys in Hundley and Walsh that are as good as anybody in the SEC, anyone in the SEC has coming out of the bullpen. On specifically to how much the, how they've played led to potential success in SEC, I think it has to have. I mean, that's always the question is what, how prepared can you be for the SEC in non-conference, especially when you have Tennessee's schedule this year, you didn't play in any of those big invitationals that gets you three or four really good opponents. Obviously it's going to be a question mark, but as I don't think you could do any more than what Tennessee's done. Like you said, they've played in a lot of different close games, a lot of different styles of games, multiple come from behind wins. And you've seen this team really the Charlotte games, the one exception, but they've really showed up every single day at the ballpark. And they maybe not have played great the first few innings. They may not have done everything great each day, but they fought and they found ways to, to be competitive. And more times than not, they found ways to win close games. And the grind starts later tonight as Tennessee travels to Athens, Georgia, to take on the Bulldogs to open SEC play on this opening weekend. Talking a little baseball with Ryan Shumpert, Brent Hubs, VolQuest.com.